Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? What comes up when you think about taking a risk in your business? What emotions come to the surface? How does the pattern of your heartbeat change? Does it elevate in anxiety or does it elevate in excitement? Does your foundation feel solid or compromised? Do you feel confident in yourself or are you ready to run the other way? Today, we're going to be talking about the part of you that is risk averse within your business. Today, we are going to be talking to the risk averse entrepreneur. So if this conversation feels supportive and you know a risk averse entrepreneur in your life, I would be so honored if you would share it to Instagram stories and tag at emotional entrepreneur and me at Scout Sobel and better yet, text it to a friend, text it to the exact friend in need. So I know if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard me say it time and time again. I even opened lesson number eight of my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, which is titled Risk is Beautiful, But Don't Be Foolish, with the anecdote that my sister always says that Scout is the type of entrepreneur who jumps out of a plane and prays a parachute miraculously appears. And it is true, that is the type of entrepreneur I have always been. The risk I take in my business seems to get greater and greater since the muscle that I have, uh, you know, strengthened has gotten stronger and stronger. But back in the very, very beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I just honestly never paid that much attention to risk. Or when I felt it, when I felt that fear of risk coming to the forefront, I chose to act despite of it. So when it comes to risk, there are small and big ways we can take risk in our entrepreneurial pursuits from putting ourselves out there to be seen by others, to quitting our day job, to really see if our business can support us financially, to investing a shit ton of money into a project without really knowing what the return will be. And with all of this, surprise, surprise, you never know what the return is going to be even when you have data on your side. So technically in everything that you do, you're always taking risks. I have been taking risks my entire entrepreneurial career. 
When I started my magazine at the age of 22, that risk was really about emotionally putting myself out there, putting myself on Instagram, putting myself on the internet, putting myself out there and talking to Barnes and Nobles and newsstands distributors, creating contacts, creating a network, talking to people who could help me put this together. When I dropped out of college, that was my really, really big, I suppose, life potential consequence risk. You all know I dropped out of college a semester before graduating. I had a very tumultuous relationship with college. Uh, At the point that I officially dropped out, it was actually the second time I dropped out. The first time I dropped out because was because I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I needed to take some time to manage my mental health. But the second time I dropped out, I was at my fourth college that I had attended. And after starting my magazine, I had the career opportunity of my life, which included selling that magazine and starting a digital media content uh, platform for women. And so it became very apparent that I was working to the max. I was taking 22 credits at school and I was taking, and I was working 20 hours a week. And the career opportunity was just too exciting for me. And I made the big life risk move to drop out, even though I was only about 20 units away from graduating to pursue my career. Now, that was a very large risk to take because in today's age, we're taught that one must have a college degree to be successful. But in that moment, I followed my desires and I trusted myself and I knew what was right for me. And I made that decision actually with very little fear in mind. The next big risk I took was quitting my day job to go full-time on Scott's agency. I quit my day job very early into starting my agency. I think I was about three or four months in. And for many business owners, that is entirely too early and not enough uh, not enough evidence that your business is having traction and will be able to support you long-term. But in my gut, in my body, I knew it was right for me. And I quit my day job and started Scouts Agency. No, not started Scouts Agency, went full-time on Scouts Agency and had my agency support my financial life. And then throughout running Scouts Agency, there have been so many times where I've taken risks, which I will get into later this episode, uh, hiring a team with no experience in running a team or no experience in running an agency. That was a very scary thing to do. Hiring my first full-time employee, my second full-time employee, that came with a risk. And then when I decided last year to invest tens of thousands of dollars into my book launch and That risk was not that I had those tens of thousands of dollars in the bank account, in a savings account that I could see. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a risk and uh, spend this money that I have. It was a, um, I'll pay for it as it goes. And I know this is meant to be. And I know that this is my next step of evolution. And so I took that risk to go big or go home without having that number in the bank account prior to making that decision. So if risk is this big, scary thing that you avoid at all costs, I invite you to renegotiate your relationship with risk and reframe what risk means to you and your business's growth. Risk is not the choice that burns your business to the ground. As I write in my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on page 76, risk is the ticket price we pay to get into the game, into the arena, and into the land of creation. When we start taking responsibility for our lives and our careers and our relationships, we sign an invisible contract that states that we acknowledge we are taking on a level of risk to build what we envision in our mind and place it into the physical world. We also choose risk every time we choose fear. 
We also choose risk every time we don't move forward with our desires or that big business idea or that big launch that we want to do. Every time we look at risk in the face and we don't choose it, we are actually capping our potential and we're capping those streams of abundance and opportunities for our future. So either way, if you don't choose to do the thing that feels scary, you are risking your inevitable growth and your inevitable success. You are risking a life that is so wildly yours and fulfilling in every way possible. So sometimes our mind tricks us, right? We think, okay, this is a risk to spend X amount on a launch, or this is a risk to launch this business, or this is a risk to bring on a team member, so I'm not going to do it. But when you settle for that decision, you actually risk the future possibilities and the future abundant possibilities of your growth and future success. You end that channel, you stop that channel, you block that channel from even entering into your physical reality. So either way, you're taking a risk. I would just rather take the risk that has the potential for abundant success versus the potential for regretting and capping my growth. Okay, so let's break it down. With every risk we take in business, there are two elements, financial and emotional. Okay, so there's an emotional risk, which is where we put ourselves out there to be seen, heard, judged, criticized by the world. This might mean starting your podcast. This might mean getting on Instagram. This might mean getting on TikTok, sending out a newsletter, sharing vulnerably, or even just telling people that you're going to start this side hustle and your business. The emotional part that comes with taking emotional risks is that self-doubt can creep in, insecurity can creep in, feeling unstable in yourself can creep in it, and you can place a lot of emphasis on what people are going to think of you. So that's the emotionally, I should say, shadow side of taking an emotional risk. When those feelings come to the forefront, you know you're about to take an emotional risk. The financial element of risk is when you make a decision that has financial implications, that can have financial consequences or financial successes. So when we take a financial risk, the emotions that get triggered in us are survival and stepping into this bigger financial realm, which can feel unsafe in our body. We kind of default in those moments to thinking about, well, what if it doesn't work out? And then we catastrophize to the worst possible scenario where our business shuts down and we are left homeless. So when we take financial risk, that survival part of us is being really triggered. And when that survival part of us is being really triggered, it is difficult for us to tap into the magnitude and the expansiveness of what financial risk can bring forth in our business. Okay, so let's imagine two scenarios and we'll use me as the beautiful example. Scenario number one, you take the risk. We will use my book launch as an example since I had mentioned that earlier in the episode. So last year, 2021, before I decided to launch my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, the first risk was not going the traditional publishing route. I decided to self-publish because I felt as if, one, I would make more money self-publishing. Two, I didn't really want to be bogged down by how long the traditional publishing process looks like. And since I'd worked with so many clients who had published books the traditional way, I saw all the roadblocks and I saw how much money and effort they had to put into marketing their books anyways in the long term. So 
The first risk was self-publishing and not having that traditional publisher behind me. However, the upside to taking that risk was that it allowed me to get my book out and launched within six months of making that decision. Then there was the emotional risk of launching a book, which was placing my most vulnerable thoughts into a 25-lesson, 25-chapter book about emotional entrepreneurship. A lot of the lessons in that book are my personal experiences. And so whenever anybody writes a book, it is the most vulnerable thing they can do because it's not 10 minutes of them talking, it's not an hour of them talking, it's 200 plus pages of their deepest deepest uh, gifts that are coming to the forefront. So there was that emotional risk I was taking. And then there was the financial risk that I took, which was going really, really hard and really, really big on making this launch the best that I could make. I got a party or I hosted a party at the Santa Monica proper, which was way above the initial budget that I even thought of, but my mind and my body and my soul were craving that type of luxury, were craving that type of a backdrop. It was one of my biggest desires to launch this book to the best of my ability. And so the financial risk was that I spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars on that book launch. And as I said before, no, I didn't have that when I spent it. I didn't have it all neatly in a savings account where I budgeted it out and I knew exactly how much I I was going to spend, I went with my desires and I trusted. Now, when we look at all of those things, the financial risk of launching my book, the emotional risk of launching my book, I was put under some pretty big pressure. I really, really stretched myself. But in taking that risk, my personal brand and my business exploded. This podcast grew significantly. I made the Amazon top charts for women in business. We hit number 11 on that chart. I reconnected with so much of my network. It was insane. I grew my Instagram by 33%. The agency's Instagram grew. We signed clients because of my book and we've made all the money and more back because of the visibility that I had during book launch, because of the new connections I had, because I was able to advertise not only my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, but this podcast, The Emotional Entrepreneur podcast, and my agency, Scouts Agency, and all three areas, things grew very abundantly. Had I listened to fear and not believed in myself by going after the traditional publishing route, The Emotional Entrepreneur would not exist today. It would not be published yet, even now that we are mid-2022. And all of the abundant channels that came from that book launch would not be available or present today in my life. If I didn't take that financial risk and that financial decision to really stretch my spending, to invest in my desires and in a vision... The book wouldn't have been as well received as it was. It wouldn't have hit the top charts. I wouldn't have gained those Instagram followers. I wouldn't have people reaching out to me to do IG lives and to be on their podcast. So spending that type of money and sending the book off in a way that was of the highest alignment and of the highest frequency for me allowed so much to come back into my life. So overall, if I didn't do this book launch, I don't know if I would be sitting here in the Scouts Agency's offices with a team of seven. I don't know if we would have already hit our revenue goals, or we've already hit the revenue of 2021, mid 2022. The growth that we've seen in both Scouts Agency and the emotional entrepreneur sector with a new launch coming for EE in August would not have been possible had I not made that risk. So let's go to the second scenario. I don't take the risk. I don't self-publish the book. I don't spend X amount on launching it the way that I really wanted to launch it. I don't stretch myself. I 
can confidently say that, again, this office wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have been able to hire a third account manager and increase our client load at all times to 23. I wouldn't have the fruits of the networks and the connections that I made because of that book launch. I wouldn't have been asked to be on Katie Maloney's podcast that I was just on, You're Gonna Love Me. I wouldn't have been asked to be on Kat Sadler's podcast. I was able to talk to huge, huge platforms with women that I admire in this space because of my book. I've signed clients because of my book. All of that would have been taken away from me and all of that channel of abundance and opportunity and exposure and expansion would have been cut off if I had not taken the initial risk and put myself in that financial and emotional risks bucket. So I have said it before, but I will say it again. When you don't take the risk, you close off channels of opportunities and future scenarios that are expansive, in alignment, and drenched in your purpose. And as I say in my book, when you make a deal with risk, you also make a deal with magic. So you might be asking, okay, I hear you. I see how taking risks opens up a level of expansion, but how do I decide what risk is right for me? How do I decide which risk to take that will support me in my expansion and business abundance? Here's the thing. You have to one, innately trust your desires and you have to take risks incrementally time and time again. You don't go to the gym and lift 60 pounds. You go to the gym and you lift five first and then you go to 10 and 15 and 20. It is the same thing. You get to build that muscle. You don't have to start with spending tens of thousands of dollars on a launch. You don't have to start with hiring a full-time W-2 employee. Maybe you start with committing to making a reel once a week. Maybe you start with uh, signing up for a six-week mastermind program that's $800 and you've never spent that much on support. Starting incrementally in small, in small doses, will build that risk muscle because we never want you to take a risk that is so proportionately you're not prepared or mentally available. It's the same thing with raising prices. You have to believe that you can do it with a little bit of fear added in there, a little bit of like, holy fuck, is this going to work? But you have to be at a point where you are, yes, stretching yourself, but you're stretching yourself from the last level that you just mastered. So when you do take that risk, emotions will come up. This is the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast. So we're all about reframing those emotions, handling those emotions, managing those emotions, and feeling safe within those emotions. So here is how you can change your mindset around taking risks. And by the way, emotional fear and discomfort still comes up for me when I take risks. I am currently in the process of taking my next big risk, which I guess the one app before that was opening this office. The second one is our new Emotional Entrepreneur launch coming in August. Stay tuned. That one is my next financial and emotional risk, to be honest. And every single time I take a risk, I feel flutters in my stomach. I feel a little bit of scared. I feel fear. I, you know, I, my mind goes towards all the negatives, but since I've done so much mindset work in this, in this department, I've been able to employ the following tools, the following steps to bring myself back home, connect with my desires, and trust the decisions that I'm making. So one, when fear comes up before you're about to take a risk, while you're taking the risk, after you've taken the risk, remind yourself that you chose this. There is so much power in coming home to the fact that you willingly chose something. And if you chose something, it's because there is a part of you that desires what that risk could potentially give you and lead you to. So come back to the fact that you chose this. Two, trust your desires. 
if you desire something, it's because you're meant to have it in some way or another. It's because you're at least meant to experience it, whether that is running through in your mind what that would look like, whether that's talking about it to a friend or whether that's seeing it to fruition. I truly believe that your desires are placed in your mind, in your heart, in your soul for a reason. So trust your desires because they are intuitive hits towards your next best step and towards your expansion. Three, know that fear is totally normal when you're taking risks. Fear will come. That does not mean that you are out of alignment or doing the wrong thing. It is not necessarily a warning sign to go the other way. It is simply letting you know that you are exiting your comfort zone and entering into the great land of the unknown, which is the only place where expansive possibilities can even happen to you. So when you feel fear, know that it's normal. You can think to yourself, Scout also feels fear because I do all the time and allow it to be there, but don't make it mean anything big about your future. Four, commit yourself to living a big, expansive, magical, extraordinary life. Before I take a risk, before I make a financial investment, before I emotionally show up, I remind myself that I've decided that I was about, or I decided that, I decided that living here as a human being, my purpose is to live big. My purpose is to go big. And there is no point in this journey that I will choose emotional safety over the discomfort of bringing my dreams to life. So if you can commit to that big, abundance, expanded, magical life in those moments where you get a little bit afraid, you'll bring yourself back home and you'll remind yourself of your bigger purpose here. Five. Remind yourself that you are someone who opens the channel of possibilities, not someone who closes them. And every time you choose fear over taking the risk, you are closing channels of opportunity and possibility. I also say in my book, I encourage risk because it is the highest way to your highest path. I believe that when we are put in a position where we have to show up, where major things are on the line, whether that's your income or your reputation, we show up gallantly in ways we never expected from ourselves. The point of pressure is what makes us stand tall and play big. With a willingness to show up no matter what and an infinite trust that your life is being played out in ways that support you living abundantly and within purpose, the needle of your life will move in the direction you desire regardless of the road bumps that come up along the way. Now, before we wrap this up, I do want to address one thing. Taking a risk doesn't mean you have to be reckless. For example, When I started OKSIS Podcast, quitting my day job three months into starting OKSIS Podcast would have been a reckless decision since content creation can take years before income comes in. It was only last year, our third year, entering our third year, that Mads and I started really making money from OKSIS. So that would have been a a little bit of a delusional risk-taking, right? It, It didn't add up. However, taking the risk to quit my day job three months after Scouts Agency, starting Scouts Agency because I had seen the type of monthly revenue I was bringing in. Yes, that was a very quick and early to make risk decision. However, it was rooted in something. It was like 80, I would say 65% rooted in fact and 35% rooted in magic and my desire and my willingness to just make it work at the same time. So let's reframe the idea and let's negate the idea that taking risks means that we have to be reckless over our lives. That is just not the case. Taking risks means that we are expanding ourselves and we are trusting in something bigger and that we are trusting in our desires. And if the risk quote unquote fails, 
we know better than to look at it that as a failure, but rather to look at it as a lesson and an opportunity to pivot even closer to that next decision or that next risk that we're going to take that is going to bring us closer to what we want. So when you make a deal with risk, you also make a deal that your reality can be anything you want it to be. You become the hand of the poet in an increasingly epic and romantic stanza. And I don't know about you, but I'm fucking down for that life. So to all my risk-averse entrepreneurs, let's take a collective deep breath, remind ourselves that we are safe in our emotions and that we are safe in our desires, trust ourselves to know the next right step that will bring about the future of our dreams and not the immediate relief of our fears. And with that, thank you so much for being here and happy risk-taking.